This is a Be Groovy or Leave production. Head to BeGroovyOrLeave.com to discover the best in new music. Now on with your show. Welcome to Life on Music. I'm your host, Jesse Napper. If you're new to the show, this is the podcast where I chat with a different musician each week all about music. And this week, I'm chatting with Georgie Curry, who last year put out her debut EP, Flowers for Your Worst Days, and had a bunch of good songs on it, including this one, which is called Norma Jean. Norma Jean She is beauty, she is grace, she is queen Apart from that, she's also recently released a cover of U2's I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For, which you can check out wherever you listen to music. But let's jump into the chat with Georgie Curry. So we have Georgie Curry with us. How are we doing, Georgie? I'm good, thanks, Jesse. How are you? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. I was I was actually thinking about that today, I, just the amount of times I have to edit and I'm just saying pretty good. Is it believable that every time I'm good? I don't know, but this Default. time it's the truth. <laughs> good, yeah. I'm glad. I, I just I just don't want to burden you. That's, that's it. <laughs> all your listeners. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> they just had to listen to all my shitty problems every week. It would just drop right down. <laughs> Maybe you'd get a different demographic listening. Yeah, it might actually go up. Who knows? I'll, I'll try it. But yeah, thanks for thanks for doing the podcast. It's my second time interviewing you. Um, I think yeah. it was like a year ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, can't remember. It was. I think it was probably after your EP release. Yeah, it was. Um, I remember that. Just yeah. After that. Yeah. So how's how's everything been going since then? Any any changes in your life in the world? In the I world, know. oh, I probably don't need yeah, to point yeah. out the changes in the world. I think <laughs> everyone's pretty aware of them at this point. Um, yeah. yeah, the EP was um, was a, an adventure and an insight, and left me wanting to make more and do things differently next time. And yeah, it was a really insightful experience, and, and I really enjoyed it. And for like an independent um, release, I was pretty happy with the sort of response and engagement I received. I felt really grateful that people were sort of, um, yeah, engaging with it the way they did. So, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a, a very, very good listen, I would say. Oh, thanks. I kind of hadn't heard it in a little bit and then I just was, was like watching one of your live streams or something and I was like, I should check it out again. And it was it was just as good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, you said that it made you change the way you do things a bit or what you want to do differently and in what ways did it change how you do things? Oh, well, when I released that EP, I was in like my third year of university, my final year of my degree. Um, <laughs> so things were a bit chaotic and yeah. I think I'm planning on releasing some stuff next year and it's kind of going to be the only major thing I've got going on. So I think... I'll be able to sort of like dedicate my whole my whole self to it this time around because um yeah I was a bit I was a bit just wrecked after the after putting together um the the first one because I was just 
trying to do so many things at once. <laughs> yeah, doing doing something at the end of your uni course is just a, a terrible idea, but um, yeah. I'm glad it all worked out. Thanks. What, what were you what, what were you studying? Uh, I was finishing up my arts degree at Uni Melbourne and I oh, majored nice. in creative writing and Australian Indigenous Studies. Oh, nice. So it was great. I'm probably as unemployable as I was before. So <laughs> why the hell not just dedicate, I don't yeah. know, uh, yeah. an indefinite amount of time to just try and release some music and see how that goes. <laughs> you, you don't have to tell me about being unemployable. <laughs> It was a time though, and I, and I and I learnt stuff. So, yeah, it's not real yet. I like you know we'll deal with it when we have to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, we talked a little bit about your EP. It's called "Flowers for Your Worst Days," which um, it's a lyric from, or kind of a lyric from the last song, "Lilies and Freezes." Yeah, and it's a cool name. I. Like I didn't realize oh, going into it. Obviously, that it would be a, a lyric from a song, but um, yeah, kind of feel it sums up. Do you feel the same way that it sums up the EP? Yeah, I've always really admired when artists just pluck a, a lyric um, from nowhere. Like they don't just always like and 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 in song titles too. Like when they, it feels really poetic when people do that rather than just using mm. the hook. They just pick a a phrase that um, they feel is really emblematic or sort of, yeah, like you said, sums up um, the intention of the song or the record. So that was something I wanted to do and I and I, and I did it in, in Lilies and Freesias too and I think that might be the only one though. I think I went with the hook and the others. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sweet. So with that EP, so apart from doing this, you're also in another band, The Northern Folk, which mm. is um, it's not like crazy different like songwriting wise I wouldn't say but like no. kind of it's a massive massive band so yeah I guess this is maybe more stripped down oh totally yeah the, the, the sound is um you're right like at its core um it's pretty similar um in terms of <clears throat> they're all like um songwriters songs you know like they're not mm-hmm. um necessarily big band songs like at their core they're they're quite similar but in t- yeah in terms of like the makeup and and the instrumentation they're pretty kind of worlds apart yeah which i which i really enjoy because it um it allows for um different types of expression and and for me to sing in different ways and and perform in different ways yeah like access different parts of your artistry being a part of two very different projects yeah totally and so it does kind of in a way change the way you write a song knowing that it's going to be more stripped back yeah I think so I think that you can um hmm I think I think it for me it always depends like when I'm like thinking about melody I'm thinking like how prominent is the vocal going to be like how much of a like is it going to play like a big role or, or the biggest role? And, and in my stuff, it plays the biggest role. So I can have like probably more fun with um and, and just be more vulnerable and more intimate with the um, the vocal lines there. Whereas with the, the Northern Folk, you know, the, the vocal lines are a part of, play a part, but they're not the part, you know? So they're kind of just part of a bigger, bigger, bigger. picture. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, cool. Cool, cool. And... Also with like live performance as well, being a, again, being stripped back. So it's kind of, 
your your live show is kind of you on guitar then so like what was it what 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 is your lineup my my brain's my brain no that's cool well i mean more recently i mean i played a show i played my first show on a stage in like nine months the other day which was amazing it was still a streamed show um but it was like on a stage with sound engineers and it was such a thrill and yeah so obviously i haven't been playing with any other musicians the last few months so i was just um Mm. playing piano and guitar but when i am able to play with other musicians uh with the ep release it was like violin cello um keys and guitar uh but sort of more recently i've been moving towards um less strings and more kind of um just just filling out the songs in different ways so with like uh more guitar parts and more more um like uh keys and synth parts and things like that yeah and yeah yeah so it does and so, yeah so you did you did a you did a show the other day the, the live stream show yeah 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 how was that doing a no audience show do you know what i've been really enjoying like oh, really? the streaming shows i was really nervous at the start because i was sort of super afraid of um just like i don't know random like mean comments yeah. <laughs> um like just coming up on on screen and you just kind of have to keep playing yeah. that was really daunting but people have been really nice and i really enjoyed them i think i um i don't get once I kind of got over that fear, I don't get that sort of same. Uh, if I if I got any stage fright, I, I don't get it um, online. Weirdly, right. yeah, and I think that it's a bit more kind of transportive. Like I, I mean, I love I love the energy of a live crowd, but but I've also really um, loved how like transportive it is. Like I, I when when I on Friday when I played to like an empty an empty venue, that was really lovely experience in a different way because yeah there wasn't anything in my head that said oh like perform it was just like just play and and that was yeah I've I've really valued that in a different way yeah cool is it do you think you'll continue to do live streams every now and then once everything's back to normal I don't know um I think when people go back, when things return to normal, whenever they do, I think there's going to be a real hunger for live shows. So, and I think I'll feel really ready for them too. Um, so, no, maybe, but I think when things return to normal, I think I'll be most excited for live shows again. And I think it, I think it'll be a very surreal experience, you know, both both going to live shows again. Like, cause I'll never, I'll inevitably go to lots of live shows again when I can. And I think it'll be really surreal um, being a part of that energy, energy again. I hope you're enjoying the chat so far. Just breaking it up, as I always do, to let you know. If you wanted to check out Georgie's music, you can head to Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you stream music or wherever you buy music. You'll find all her music there, including her debut EP, Flowers for Your Worst Days, which was released last year, and her more recent cover of I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For, which is, of course, originally by U2. And you should also give her a follow on her socials which I'll link down in the description of the episode along with the socials for Life on Music. And if you are enjoying the podcast, feel free to subscribe wherever you're listening right now to hear the episodes when they're first released. But let's jump back into the chat with Georgie.
I just wanted to also get to know about your your background with music and how you started. Mm. What age was it when you started doing anything musically and was it an instrument or singing first? So, yeah, I think I sang pretty much as soon as I could talk. Um, and, yeah, I think I think I've been sort of like formally singing since I was about five. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I picked up the clarinet when I was eight and learned to play and read music then. And then I picked up the guitar when I was in year, oh, when I was about like 11 or 12. Oh, and also um, my, my grandma taught me piano when I was about, yeah, around the same age, around right. eight. And then I probably started writing when I was around 12 or 13. And then I didn't really properly start playing until I was about 14, like performing until I was about 14, apart from, you know, school musicals and stuff. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, and no, do, do you remember any of the earlier songs from from back in the day? Yeah, they weren't very good. <laughs> I think the first song I ever wrote was about my brother and, and and whenever I hear any of those, like like anyone, whenever you hear stuff that you just don't associate with anymore, you just like, oh, <laughs> I'll turn it off, you know. Um, but I think the first song I wrote was about my brother and I think I would just shudder if I heard it now. Yeah, I avoid it. I avoid it like the plague. I can't listen to any of that really. I can't even listen to stuff from like, couple of yeah. years ago <laughs> was it good good things or bad things about your brother in the song i think it was quite okay. sweet yeah i think they were good things yeah yeah i would, yeah. I would have loved just a song my brother's a dick i would i would write a song like that <laughs> i think that would have started a very different song, songwriting journey <laughs> yeah yeah definitely but yeah i envy anyone who can write a good song when they're young like um I know, I know you're a fan of like Greta Ray, yeah, Greta Ray, Ray, and just like her first EP. Yeah. And I was like, I'll never write anything as good yeah. as anything on that first EP. And she was like, yeah, yeah. 15 or 16 or something. I know. Yeah. And she, she actually released a song a couple of days ago. I'm not sure if you've heard mm, it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's with Japanese wallpaper. Yeah. yeah, it's hectic. The lyrics and like the, the rhythm of the lyrics is like, I'm just obsessed with her phrasing. I think it's so. Just like it's so interesting, yep. and I could just listen to it again and no, again. Definitely. Like, I'm like, damn it, I would never have thought to have phrased it like that. Yeah, yeah, the best. So, so what age do you think your your songs? I guess, kind of in retrospect, kind of every you, you don't you don't like a lot of things when you're young um, of what you did when you were young. But what can I listen to now? Yeah, what can you listen to now? That's a that's a good way to put it. <laughs> Oh, oh, not much. <laughs> I am, um, uh, maybe like 2017 onwards, if that. I just, I, I feel like I get, I outgrow a lot of them really quickly, which I don't think is a bad thing. Like, I wouldn't really want to be thinking, man, that's the best I'm ever going to get. I think that would be yeah, definitely uh, a bit sort of stunting and a bit, yeah, maybe 2017, 2018. I don't really listen to much that. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't like to hear anything that predates that. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Something I actually wanted to, to ask you about. So you, you play. You mentioned you played both guitar and piano at the, the recent gig you did. When, when you're writing, is there an instrument that's your kind of go-to? Um, well, in the past, I would always write on guitar because I was living in Melbourne, so I didn't have a piano um, sort of at home. 
But um, since coming home for a few months, I actually bought this secondhand upright piano. Um, it's a really interesting story about it, actually. Um, it's about 100 years old, which would freak a lot of people out, but I wasn't too concerned um, because, you know, like I like went and saw it and it was in really great condition. And um, it was made in Germany. Um, we're not really sure when it came to Australia. But it's just like this beautiful piece of history, um, like the the um, the candlestick um, holders are missing um, because you know they came and collected uh, those during the First World War to like make right. bullets and yeah, it's just this really amazing um, addition to like my home here. Um, so since I've had access to a piano again, I have been um, writing pretty. Um, pretty heavily on that at the moment, just to sort of make the most of that. But I think I think it depends on, uh, yeah, I think it's like an instinct thing. Like, mm, no, this is not um, a song for guitar. Oh, yep, this is a song that I really want to um, hear on piano. Yeah, I'll gen- I'll generally try and, and try try it out on both. But um, yeah, it's it's very instinct heavy. I think. Do you have any kind of I don't know any any kind of differences that you notice? while writing on either guitar or piano? Yeah, I think I um I think my m- melodies are sort of a bit more like elaborate maybe on uh piano I think because it's just like a, a more dramatic instrument um and I think it it enables that like and and services that sort of ballad um more than a guitar would um so I think like I reserve the guitar for the more sort of like subtle the more subtle like lyric based songs whereas um I really like to write like really like more emotionally intense songs on piano which I think is probably a pretty uh common trend with like a lot of writers just based on genre and convention and stuff yeah yeah cool and so it's been like a year, almost a year and a half now since the EP's been out. And you mentioned you've been working on a, a little bit of stuff. Is there anything you can kind of tell us about that? It's going gonna, it's gonna to sound really different, I think, um, which I'm really excited about um, because I think all of the artists that I really admire always like depart from from something like they never try and do the same thing twice and that's something that I've watched and observed and admired and tried to absorb as well so I think it's going to sound really different but at its core it'll also be the same you know like it'll still be the same kind of like um uh, emotional sort of vulnerability mm-hmm. um but I, I want it I want it to sort of sound different but 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 it's going to say it's going to sort of say things similarly if that makes sense right yeah <laughs> I'm not going to say the same things, but um, but I don't know. I hope I'm making no, sense. <laughs> no, I get you. It's kind of so songwriting's the same, just it's more of a tonal change. Yeah, I think so, and like a, a makeup change, and I just want to yeah take this in a in a different direction, but but sort of still, but not like also not try and be something that mm-hmm. I'm not. Like I'm never going to be able to do. I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah, I still want it to come from a really organic place, but then also just be a bit more like explorative with yeah the tonal and, and the sort of the, the makeup of the songs. Yeah, totally. Um, you you also recently put out a cover of "I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For" by uh, by you two. Is it kind of kind oh, of yeah. in that similar similar yeah. sound? 
Yeah, yeah. It's probably even more of a departure, but that's a that's a good hint, I think, as to how things are going to sound. Yeah, yeah. Just like a little less um, a little less sure. folky. Sure, sure. <laughs> what what made you choose that song to put out as a cover? I've been listening to you two with my parents since I was about four or five, and my my dad and I went to. I think they were like one of the last big shows that I went to. Like it was at a, a, an, a stadium, I think, towards the end of last year. And I remember hearing that song and I was like, oh, this, you know, when you hear a song for the first time in ages, you know, oh, this song actually uh, means a lot yeah. to me. Um, yeah, I don't think I'd ever really want to just release a cover for the sake of it. it you know, I'm really interested in the way like songs can belong belong to people even though uh or like what what part that song played in your life um and to me that song just sounds like my childhood so yeah I, that's probably why i chose that one yeah totally i've actually in the last couple of months i've been listening to so much u2 and it's um um oh, and yeah. i've never really listened to that much <laughs> in my life just kind of the the hit hits which mm-hmm. there are actually i forgot like listening to their greatest hits albums i was like I forgot about this song, like like you said, kind of with the concert. And Yeah, there's yeah. so many. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't even realise. But yeah, yeah, dope dope cover. Oh, thanks. Everyone. Everyone should listen to it. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's that's enough from us today. Um, thanks so much yeah. for, for doing the show. Oh, thanks for having me. It's been um it's been nice to chat and hope things are good with you. Oh, me too. <laughs> thanks for listening and thank you to georgie for chatting with me this week don't forget to check out georgie's music wherever you buy or stream music and give her a follow on all her socials which i've linked in the description of the episode and you can check out the socials for life on music as well And if you are enjoying the podcast, you can subscribe or follow wherever you're listening right now to hear the episodes when they're first released. But that's all for this week. Until next week, goodbye. Life on Music was brought to you by Be Groovy or Leave. Head to BeGroovyOrLeave.com to discover the best in new music.